0: Welcome to the Life-Changing Principles podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today we're talking about resilience and coping. So what is coping? It's pretty much whatever you do to handle the setback so that you can bounce back from it there's a lot of different coping styles and a lot of different coping techniques, a lot of different strategies that people use to cope. So what I wanna do is break down coping into kind of two groups of things that people do and to figure out when each is most useful. So one kind of coping is called emotion coping and the other kind is called problem solving coping. So let's take a look at each one of those. Emotion coping is just what it sounds like. It's just coping with the emotional fallout of whatever the setback was. If you failed at something, you feel terrible about it. It's dealing with the emotions with that. If it's a setback that happened and you're afraid to go address somebody because there's going to be conflict there, it's that fear that's the emotional part of it. And so now you're addressing the emotions, which is the fallout from the actual setback. People do a lot of different things to do emotional coping. They listen to music, they hang out with friends, they read a book, they watch a movie. Some people actually go for a walk or do some kind of physical exercise because that physicalness gets the stress out of them and helps them to calm down. Some people turn to prayer or yoga. Some people use humor and find a way to laugh. Some people meditate or you can even take a nap, something that simple. Some people journal to get all the thoughts out of their head. Some people find ways to kind of reframe what's going on with the emotional part of this event. Some people go take a bubble bath. There's anxiety surfing is what I call it. It's really just scrolling through your phone or Facebook or the internet or YouTube or whatever. There's helping others, which kind of turns you outward from your own life or kind of channeling your adversity into creativity Some people will take on a creative project when they're trying to resolve their or work through their emotions. And some people just sort of check out and take a mental holiday. So there's a lot of different things that you can do when you're wanting to use emotion coping as a way to cope with what's going on. There's some good times to use emotion coping and there's some bad times to use emotion coping. So sometimes it's really helpful to your resilience and adds to your resilience. And sometimes it detracts from your resilience. And we'll talk about those in a few minutes. The other kind of coping is problem solving coping. So that seems pretty straightforward. Like if you've got a stressor or something that's bothering you that you're going to go fix it, right? You're just going to go and problem solve. This shouldn't be rocket science to just, you know, Brainstorm, well, actually, even before brainstorm, so maybe it is rocket science because even I can't figure it out. So if you're first of all going to be like, okay, let's just identify what's actually wrong. There's a little bit of art to that, to figure out what's actually going on. What is the underlying problem? What is happening here that I need to solve? course, the next thing we want to do would be to brainstorm. What are some different problems? What do I actually want to have happen as a result of my efforts to change this problem? So you're going to brainstorm some solutions, asking yourself good questions, then you're going to choose one. And then you got to be willing to act on it and willing to be wrong because your first solution isn't going to work. And so problem solving requires some courage because you're stepping out and doing new things you haven't done before to solve this problem. And so you're going to try different solutions and you're going to be able to check in with yourself or need to be able to check in with yourself and see how that went. And then if that first solution did not work, to be able to come back to the drawing board and and take what you've learned and choose a different solution and try that one. So problem solving is a bit of a journey. It's a bit of a step-by-step process to identifying what you can actually do to take action here to change the stressor so it doesn't keep influencing and detracting and and setting back your life. I like this definition that's in the research for what problem solving or active coping is, and that is holding the problem in your mind while you're moving forward in diverse ways to solve it. So you're trying a lot of different things, holding this one problem in your mind, figuring out what can I do about this stressor in my life? And so when you're problem solving coping, It's like you're putting your energy, not inward to feel better, but outward to remove the obstacle or to shift it or to find a way around it so that it's an active approach to changing your environment, changing things outside of you, rather than changing what's inside and how you feel about it. So here's the deal with emotion-focused coping and problem-focused coping. You need both. You would think that only one or the other is going to be helpful. You would think that active coping and solving the problem, like that's the way to go every single time. Like forget about the emotions. Let's just solve the problem so you don't have to deal with this anymore. But that's really not true. Emotion-focused coping and and feeling better about the problem is actually a part of the journey to removing the problem. They're both necessary. Here's why it helps to know both emotion-focused coping and also problem-solving coping. Let's take the simple setback of failing a test. So you've failed the test and now the obvious solution would be to either go find some extra credit to get the points because you want to pass the class. Well, maybe, maybe that is your goal and your purpose. Maybe it's not. You need to decide that for yourself. Maybe you just need to wait and take the next test and be more prepared and study for it. Maybe you can talk with your professor or teacher about a retest. There's all kinds of active solution-focused things that you could do or try to do better next time or to even solve and recover from this setback right now. But here's where emotion-focused coping comes in. So let's say you just get the test back and you're just furious that you've gotten this bad grade. You're mad at the teacher. You don't think they teach well. You're upset about it. In the moment of being upset, that's probably not the time to go and speak with the teacher about doing a retest or getting extra points or whatever else. When you're in a high emotional state, a high and negative emotional state and upset about something, it's harder for you to think through what's going on. It's harder for you to come up with good solutions. So before you jump to your solutions and what you might want to do, think about that. And when you're really upset, sometimes your solutions aren't that great. Like, okay, I'm going to go and like slash their tires because I'm so frustrated with them and I don't like them and I think it's all their fault. Obviously, that's not a good solution. And even though I'm generally a pretty good person, those are the kind of solutions I sometimes think about when I'm really angry about something. When I'm in an emotional state, it influences the kinds of ideas I come up with. So the first thing we would want to do would be to use some emotional coping skills and find a way to calm our emotions, find a way to calm ourselves. Now there's a lot of different ways to calm ourselves. We can do physical things that will literally calm down the stress response in our body. We talked about a few weeks ago, calming down our stress response. And so you can calm down the stress response in your body by breathing, by meditating, by walking, by going outside. Whatever you normally do to calm yourself down, that's an emotional coping technique. Another thing we can do is we can reframe how we're thinking about the problem because not only does the setback cause a lot of emotions, but the way we think about the problem, the way we're looking at it also brings up a lot of emotions, possibly some really negative emotions. And so we can reframe the story in our head about how we're thinking about it so that different emotions follow. If we're thinking of a story where we're blaming somebody else for our bad results, then that's going to bring up emotions of frustration and anger and maybe even revenge or things that where you want to do things that aren't useful. Whereas if you tell yourself the story, hey, I'm new at this and I'm just learning and I can figure this out because I figured other things out before then you're a little more calm and a little more curious about what can I do next to actually change the situation. There's a little caveat here though. If you jump right to emotion focused coping and you just do things to make yourself feel better, sometimes you can feel so much better that you just forget about the problem and you never go address it. That's not going to be useful. It's sort of like avoiding the problem, avoiding our lives. Every once in a while it's no big deal to avoid a problem and just let it slide and move on. But in real life, problems keep coming back to us. And so as we try to regain our footing and to be resilient and to face our lives, there are some things that we have to face head on. We have to actually actively cope. We have to go out and actually fix some problems. I mean, think about it. What if you could only cope with your setbacks in one way or the other and you weren't allowed to use both? What if you had to choose? Like, I'm always going to be emotionally coping with things or coping with my emotions, or I'm only going to cope with the problems and I don't get to do both. If you only actively solved problems, it seems like you would get a lot done, but what are you going to do with all that emotional buildup? Not only do you have emotions because of the setback, which you're just going to, I guess, stuff because you're not allowed to deal with them. You're just going to go out and solve the problems. But even in the middle of solving the problems, you're going to have emotions pop up again. So the whole process of using active coping and problem solving means that emotions are going to be a part of that roller coaster they're going to be a part of the journey and so if you don't ever deal with the emotions you just end up stuffing them which makes them just bubble up and explode out later on and what if it was the other way what if you could only do emotion coping and you couldn't do any problem solving coping So you would go and you would take care of yourself. You would find ways to feel better. You would find ways to distract yourself if it's something that keeps cropping up in your life. You would find ways to sort of do some self-care, even though it's not self-care because, yeah, you want to feel better for a minute. But if you just keep working on feeling better and you never go out and solve what's causing you to feel bad in the first place, it becomes sort of this false sense of security where it's like, Okay, I feel better. I feel better. I feel better. And after a while, the things you're doing to feel better are going to stop working. They're going to get boring. They're going to get old. And so then you have to find new ways to feel better. And you're focusing so much time on feeling better that you never actually resolve what's causing you to feel bad in the first place. Emotion coping is really a good skill to have when something first happens, because it can help sort of ease the pain of it and help you feel a little better and get your wits about you again so that you can then begin to go out and solve the problem. But emotion-focused coping is not a great long-term solution if you're only working on feeling better, then you're really avoiding your life. You're avoiding the problem and you're avoiding experiences and interacting with your life because you know that doing that interaction is going to create more emotions. And if you're only focused on feeling better, you're gonna avoid those difficult emotions, even though on the other side of those difficult emotions is actually a solution. Whenever we have a setback, we all have different ways that we cope with that setback. We have our go-to strategies, we have ways to feel better and to address our emotions. We have ways to go out and tackle the problem and figure out how to solve what's causing us this distress. And the marriage of those two different kinds of coping skills is the best solution for resilience. Being able to have multiple coping skills that you can pull out of your backpack that's what's gonna serve you the best. So if you tend to use one more than the other, think about how you could maybe face your problems head on a little more. Or if you just bulldoze through all the time and fix, fix, fix problems, think about how you could maybe take a step back and be a little more self-compassionate and use some emotion coping strategies to feel better. The principles in this podcast were developed in our Life Changing Membership, where we have weekly classes that teach us how to coach ourselves through our problems. You can check out the classes we're currently offering at lifechangingprinciples.com. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next Principle.